This is MC Fireside Chats, a weekly show devoted to the outdoor hospitality industry, hosted by Brian Searle and Kara Sismadia. You'll hear from special guests that focus on topics to help your business succeed, all backed by Modern Campground, the most innovative news source in the industry. to another episode of MC Fireside Chats. My name is Brian Searle with Insider Perks. Normally here as always with Kara Sismati. We tried to put her on the show. She's in Canada. She's the only one who's not live here at the KOA Convention and Expo in Orlando, Florida. But my, my laptop is terrible. It doesn't have good audio, so I couldn't hear her really far away. So Kara's actually watching backstage. She's going to kind of wave at me if she has super important and insightful things to say because really nobody wants to hear from me. But we're super excited to be here at the KOA Convention. We have Toby O'Rourke president and CEO of KOA with us. We've got Jeffrey Hoffman from the Sandusky Bayshore KOA, Founders Award, President's Award winner. We're going to talk a little bit about that stuff. We've got James from the Grants KOA Journey. Like you have another KOA, James, right? You threw me off there for a second because we work for you. And I'm like, we don't work for grants. Anyway, we've got Nate Thompson from KCN Campgrounds on six franchises. And we've got Grant, who is a late addition to the show. Grant is from Merton KOA. Can we see Grant? we got to all like kind of shift around here. If you don't see yourself in here when you're talking, we can make it work. But all these people are here, so super excited to have them. We're going to start with, I think, with Toby. We have a little mic we're going to pass around here. We'll see if this ends up in a disaster. But Toby, first impressions, 60 years, right? 60 years. This is a big convention for us. It's really fun. That's why we're in Orlando. you got to go big when it's your 60th anniversary. So we've had a great week. We had a big kickoff at Universal Studios. We just got done celebrating our partner awards. And it even gave away two Lifetime Achievement Awards, which we don't typically do every year, give that away. So that was pretty special. But the energy's great. Everyone's excited about KOA. Everyone's excited about the anniversary. And it's been a good week so far. I know. I went to your first timers event where Mr. Bell lost his voice, I think. And some of the other people have too. But super excited. Everybody's just thrilled to be here. I saw the little tunnel for all the award people that we ran in that camera got going. So yeah, just super excited. It's always There's always a special energy at KOA, right? Because you guys are all so proud to be part of the franchise. And- we are. I mean, we call it the KOA family. It really feels that way. These people have been in business together for a number of years. We're welcoming in you know, new conversions, new people that are coming into the business. And immediately, they're welcome into that KOA family. Good energy, good spirit. Everyone supports each other. We're just very proud to be in the business we're in and that we all wear yellow. Is there something that you can point out that's kind of really impressed you about this year's convention? And I know everyone is special, right? Is there something you pick out that you're just like, wow, that's cool that that happened that way or that? Oh, goodness. I don't even know where to start. I mean, from the, like simply the logistics, I think our kickoff night at Universal, super special. We had Marvel Island just for us. So that was really fun. everyone got to ride the Hulk over and over. But I think what was pretty special is our owner was here, Oscar Tang. He hasn't been to convention for at least 10 years at our 50th anniversary. He may have been here six or seven years ago, but it's pretty special when he comes and everyone likes to hear him speak. And it was pretty cool to see Oscar even out riding the roller coasters, but then coming in the next day and talking about his passion for KOA and his, you know, deep support for the franchise system and his assertion, you know, he wants to continue to own this company for the long term. So it's pretty special. Awesome. I'm going to just let a few other people here talk. And if you need to go, by all means, or you can hang out with us, whatever you want to. Jeff is the owner of the Sandusky Bayshore KOA Holiday, also on the Arvik Board of Directors. But super excited to see you here, Jeff. I think we've been hanging out for about a week and a half now. Tell me what's been going on at the Bayshore KOA Holiday and what are your impressions of this amazing 60th year convention so far? Well, actually, at the Sandusky Bayshore, we've shown some growth over this year, which was great. We've added some new sites, which is what I think most of the campgrounds have been doing lately. And it's been a very different year, but a good year overall. Yep. And I don't know, we had a good year. I love coming to this convention. As you know, we were both at RVAC. This convention always has a lot of energy for me yep. because the people are here, everybody's in yellow, and it's great. The two awards they gave out today that they gave to Al Johnson and to Mr. Bell are so lifetime, well lifetime yes yeah. so well deserved there's not two people that i respect more in the industry than al johnson and mr bell they have just done so much oh, right. for the industry all the way along so 
So tell me, what are your impressions of the conference so far? Like, obviously, you've been to quite a number of these KOA1 shows, right? What are your takeaways? What have you learned? Any good conversations that you've had that are really amazing? I have a lot of amazing conversations. I'm usually late to everything that I go to because I end up talking in the hall way too long. I've noticed that. <laughs> and just the energy that's here. Yeah. The growth in KOA and just the excitement that people have at KOA this year is amazing. I mean, I've been to a few. Obviously, we missed a couple years with COVID. And, but this is even, it's the 60th, but it seems to have an energy all of its own. It's, so far, it's been a great convention. I haven't even got to the expo yet. So it's then it, open up here in a few hours. Yeah, then it should be awesome. We've got, I believe, a record number of vendors this year, too. So. Do we? Okay, I hadn't heard that yet. So. Yep. Probably shouldn't have let the cat out of the bag. That was probably a secret yeah. press release that we were supposed to, like, embargo or something. We're not allowed to tell secrets, Jeff. You know me. <laughs> I'm not good at that. Let's talk to James. James is from the Brigham City, Perry, South KOA, but also brand new owner of Vance KOA. Must like KOAs, right? Yes, we love the brand. We love what it represents. It's definitely, I think there's, and buying a new one recently, I think the biggest thing is there's a bit of a security blanket around it with all the support and, you know, just references to go to for any problems at, at any turn. It's really one of the things that impresses me so much about KOA is obviously they've got a huge corporate team, but they're doing so many things for you at so many levels that no matter what your question is or what your problem is, there seems to be there's always probably three or four people that you can turn to and get those answers from pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's always really quick. I mean, there's always somebody that can, you know, I remember when we first brought into the franchise five years ago, you know, we talked, we did our diligence, talked to tons of owners, you know, what's KOA? Because, you know, start this lifestyle to try to get away, to do something different. You're trying to be your own. It's got the entrepreneurial spirit to it. And then you throw a franchise corporate on top of it and you go, wait, am I just buying into a job, another corporate job? And every campground owner that we talked to was, you know, it wasn't a job. It wasn't anybody overseeing yeah. you. It wasn't a thumb on you. It was somebody hey, how do we support you? How do we make you better? How do we take you to the next level? So, and that's from a corporate standpoint. And then, you know, come to things like this, like the convention with people, right? And then you've yeah. got the, the people that really get their hands dirty and are able to tell you all the nitty gritty, how to make it better. So what's the biggest thing that you've kind of, same question to him, right? Taken away from this conference, anything unique or special that stands out? You know, I mean, I think the conference is always great. It's always about the people, but there's always things to take away. I've been to, you know, a few of the classes, different things. And I think, and I apologize, I forget the motto. Toby, the thing she left. She's right behind you. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> she is really. But, but she, but no, the, you know, basically there's, you know, everything's changing, right? It's always going to change. It's always going to evolve. And, you know, COVID was something that was out of our control and we just all had to adapt and deal with it. Yep. But when you start talking, you know, just getting started, right? Just getting started is the... Oh, you were pointing at the model? Yes, like, helping me out. Is there he's helping like me out. There's, there's something <laughs> on my face that, yeah. Jeff's got my back. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, we talked about EV, right? And in some of the classes, they're talking about 2024. The RVs, the ERV will be coming out. Yep. And, you know, how are we going to react to that? How are we going to adapt to that? Glamping's becoming huge. How do we adapt to that? And then I think, you know probably the biggest thing that that drives all of our businesses forward that I took away from a couple of the classes was the people part. How do we inspire that team? How do we inspire that next generation? How do we connect with them to where they, they want to work? They want to be part of it. They want to be part of each of our organizations. So I think that's probably my biggest takeaways. Awesome. Nate, KC and Campgrounds met this gentleman, what, a couple of weeks ago now? Yeah, a couple of weeks Maybe ago. longer, but yep. super excited, obviously, to be in the KOA system. Mm -hmm. Six. KOA franchise. That's right. Yeah. First year doing convention. And so it's been a whirlwind. It's been great. I think a couple of other folks have talked about just the people and the energy and Toby touched yeah. on that as well. It's palpable. It's really great being here and seeing this and doing the breakouts and picked up a lot of great information already. The EV stuff I thought was fascinating as well. I thought that was going to be a ways out a little bit further and it's kind of knocking on the door. So there's thinking and planning to do now around that as we look at our parts. And yeah, overall, it's been great. But now you mentioned it's your first convention. So it you've is. been acquiring pretty fast. We Why have, KOA? Yep. Well, I did a lot of research before, like it sounds like you did, before joining the franchise. And everything that I learned about KOA was really impressive. Among other things, just the real use of data in all the decision making and being able to aggregate trends and data across all the parks and then lift that back up to the franchisees. It's just been great. The whole franchise system has been really supportive. To your point, there's not one person to get answers yeah. from, just maybe two or three. So it's been great. It's been, you know, everything that I was hoping for and then some.
So where is KCN going from here? What's your philosophy? How do you, I mean, don't tell us your secret sauce, right? Yeah. But where do you want to go? Where do you want to be in a couple of years? Well, we're very big in the camping space. We think it's got continued growth as well. And I think Toby touched on this year is kind of a new plateau yeah. from which we'll continue to grow. I'm so we're going to continue Toby to grow ourselves. Can you go steal it from me, Jeff? Entire, and get more parts. Hey, Toby. Toby. Can I ask you one more question before you leave? Go ahead, Nate. I'm good. Yeah. No, continue, please. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I just wanted, I forgot to talk about your startup mentality. Can you tell us about that real quick? Like, I really wanted you to touch on that because that was super powerful. Oh, sure. Yeah. So we, in my opening remarks, I talked about the fact that, you know, it's our 60th anniversary, so it's a good time to look back. Talked about how our founders had this startup, had an idea, had a vision. And, you know, and now we're 60 years later, how can we tap back into that startup mentality? So there's a lot going on at KOA and all the time. I would tell people, I'm like, yeah, we're an established company, but I feel like I'm working for a startup just because how busy things are, right? Yeah. And businesses accelerated so dramatically and everybody, we're doing so many things. And so I just decided to play off that concept. So I talked about people having to tap in, you know, ask questions, continue to improve every aspect of your business, you know, build high-performing teams, be, you know, mission-driven and just ways that we can start to think like a startup because I think established companies, if they can't pivot, they can't be adaptable and flexible, they'll be disrupted. And I'm not going to let KOA get disrupted. So we well, got to keep you're moving. You're so. one of the smartest people I've ever met. <laughs> Do you remember the conversation we had at Arvik years ago where I told you you were going to be CEO and you're like, no, no, it's never going to happen. No, I don't remember that. At that time, you were the smartest person at KOA. Oh, that's super nice. But I don't know if that's true, but I love it here. And um, we've got great people. Love my team. Franchise system is so solid it's we've got a lot of good things going for us so yeah. it really impressed me when you said that because obviously i'm an entrepreneur i build businesses but what yeah. you're saying like it's very easy to get lost and stuck in the same i read a stat i can't remember exactly what it was but in the 1950s i think the average company lasted 70 or 80 years and now it's 40 or 30 oh really because they just aren't adapt like kodaks and the ibms and they aren't able that's to true yeah i'm gonna have to look that up because that's really relevant to yeah. where we're at it is pretty cool because some of the companies that came about the same time we did are no longer here. Yeah. Kodak's a perfect example. And in fact, we've talked about that in previous conventions, you know, we've continued to hold up, but now our business, like I showed the other day, we're 34% ahead of where we were in 2019, which was our best year in history. And that's why we need this, you know, we need to tap into that energy, right? So. All right, last question. You've got your bunch of your franchisees. Here. I know, and I was just saying, small... I've got really good franchisees yeah. and really good new franchisees coming in. It's not just not the old timers like Jeff, who Why are you awesome. Age him. Look at Jeff. He's so young. I just mean he's been around the system a long time. We've got a lot of new energy too, which is awesome. I, I, heard, a I heard a new description. It's called experienced campground owner. We have a lot of experienced campground owners. So, last question: What does the future hold for these guys and everybody else that's in this room? Oh gosh. Well, you know, a program we started which you know about many years ago was campground of the future. But what's been fun of that, it wasn't just a one and done. So every year, freshing campground of the future, where KOA, what does KOA look like in five years? What does KOA look like in 10 years? You know, it's part of that startup mentality too. What I think has been really fun is some of the initial concepts that we thought about and ideated on like four or five years ago, we're actually building. So you're going to see these solar recharge stations at Expo tomorrow, which is a really great, you know, little, new addition. Yeah, yeah and, and people coming, can yeah. recharge themselves but, and plug in their devices, and it's all solar energy. We've got new main building designs. We introduced something called a signature site, which takes our KOA patio site concept to a That's whole amazing. new yeah. level. And just ways that we can continue to have these unique things about our campground that we can market. Because we're a marketing company. So, yes, any campground can go build signature sites, but we're going to put our marketing machine behind that and make that really something special that campers they show up your park like what's your signature site you know what because all signature sites are going to be different there'll be a base level of requirement like what's signature about what do you do differently so it's fun right and so, so really going to change the game we're like gonna, I, I saw some of the sites they built in australia right and how they're so far advancing I mean, people well, see that over here and i think australia I've been to a lot of parks in Australia. Australia does accommodations really well. Okay. But we far exceed in site, RV sites. Okay. By far. So I think, and that's been fun. We actually have partnerships with some of the, the companies in Australia. Big Four. Where we do a lot of, well, Big Four and also Discovery Parks. Okay. Yep. Where we do a lot of idea sharing. And so we have, I think, a lot of innovation and really putting our stamp on what 
ideal our, our V sites are. And then we learn a lot about the accommodations business. A lot of that stuff has been infused in what we deliver. You know, glamping's continuing to grow in popularity. That's going to be a key in our future. A lot we won of, an award. Like Whitney was at the glamping show. We did. We won an award for what we've done with our other brand. But we take a lot of that learning, and that's infused in our KOA system. A lot of our KOAs have some form of unique accommodation. That's not just something we do in Terramar. A lot of our parks. And you sit in our awards this morning. We're showcasing our President and Founders Award, and we put pictures up, two or three pictures. Those are all pictures sourced from campers. Yeah. You know, it's not the, what the owner's taking. It's a camper photo. And there was a lot of shots of glamping units, you know, a lot of unique accommodations up there. Because that's what campers are really... That struck, I mean, I made a mental note about this morning. Like, that's what people are taking the pictures of, and they're excited about Well, and I'm sure Whitney came back and told you 37 countries. There were 77 different accommodations yeah. set up outside. And so many people from the U.K. who we met are just kind of like a blueprint for where this is probably going to go in the state. Yeah, it's a big trend that yeah. we're definitely capitalizing on. Anyway, I like to say we released the North American Glamping Report. When you ask glampers what they consider glamping, cabins are the number one mentioned accommodation. So we are the largest source of glamping in North America by that definition. And if we can reframe cabins in that equation, which a lot of times you talk glamping, you just think canvas tent or teepee yeah. or yurt. Cabins really are what customers call glamping. Yep. I mean, more than any other form. KOA wins, right? So we continue to invest in our accommodations and our glamping, and we're going to attract this whole new audience base. And that's what glamping's about. It's people that maybe don't want to consider traditional camping, but they're attracted to outdoor stays in a unique way. Cool. Well, I'll let you go. I know you've got tons. Of I'm going to go sign a license plate. That's pretty. You're going to go sign a license for what? A oh, for license plate. No, we've got a lot of people that have KOA license plates, so oh. we're going to go check it out. I remember the KOA Yellow Hummer? Somebody had at convention years ago. Yeah, we, we always auction off a, a vehicle. And okay. I think one year we had a yellow Hummer. We've had Jeeps. Yep. We've had yellow sports cars. So. We had a yellow Mustang, a yellow Jeep. I yeah. haven't won one yet. I haven't won. <laughs> I never win. You'll get there, Jeff. We have a yellow, bright yellow golf cart this year, which is pretty cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate thank it. I'm going to talk guys. to these other people. I just don't want to hold you up. Thank you so much again for joining us. Okay, so Nate, we cut you off a little bit. Let's get to Grant here real yeah. quick. So Grant, like I, I legit don't know anything about your campground because you were a last-minute guest. I was going to interview for an article, but now you're just live on the show, which is even better. So we're broadcasting to 13 Facebook pages, groups, LinkedIn, YouTube. No pressure. There's only about a potential about audience of 30,000 or something. I deal with 5,000 names a year. There you go. That's awesome. So tell us about, is it Raton KOA no, Journey? Northeast New Mexico, the last... The last town leaving and the first town coming into new mexico from colorado small campground one of the first actually it was the first camp first koa in new mexico okay i've been there march will be 20 years so i'm almost at the 20 i'll be up on stage next year maybe that's awesome yeah so Congratulations. Unless, unless things change but love it my father-in-law had one um garden city bear lake utah or what is now okay. um, lakeside um he had that one for 13 years and asked us to manage that one for him. And on the way over, he said someone made an offer on the property. And so he worked it out so that my wife and I trained the new owners for a year while we okay. researched. And this is the one we chose because of its location. And parts that were important for us were with an easy shot driving get to. And so we've been there. My wife was four months along when we took possession of the property. And both of my kids are in college now. So it's been a place where we raised our kids. And very pleased about the choices we made. So 20 years coming to KOA conferences, off and on-ish. 20 years coming to KOA conferences, off and on. I've probably right? been to 12 to 14 KOA conventions. So what is what has changed from the first convention to today in your mind that sticks out the biggest for you? The thing that I appreciate the change the most of, to be kind of off the wall, is originally they had everybody that won an award go across the stage, shake their hand, and then yep. so you had... 300 people going across yeah, 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 the stage, yeah, and then yeah. they go across again and give them the next award. They don't do that anymore. They do it as groups up on the screen, which mm -hmm. is nice because then we can all applaud to each of them as opposed to all of us being on stage and nobody, yeah. um, nobody yeah. acknowledging us. But the way that the technology is changing, the way that they're able to help us analyze the information that we have and to better fine-tune the site, uh, the, the campgrounds, it's like being in, in a family I can go to the other campgrounds and say, I'm having trouble, or is this working for you? And KOA has a, corp a few corporate-owned properties that they do all the experiments on. Yeah. So they don't 
ask us to make a change until they've tried it in those. It's a pretty uh, unique benefit. It yeah. overcomes so many potential problems by doing that. And then going in and seeing how we can, uh, it'll help us decide or help us give us information. Kway doesn't demand that we do anything. They suggest things and we make the decisions ourselves based on our own desires, how ambitious we are, how much we're willing to hurry or rush or how timid. I'm more of a timid campground owner. Okay. So I make changes slowly. Where sure. some of the others, like the campground of the year and those kind of philosophies, they've been in it for generations and have learned that growth is beneficial. So much more ingrained in them than it is for me coming from other industries before coming into the, uh, yeah. into the camping industry. So what? Uh, tell us about your park. Like, What's, what's a, something you've learned along the way in 20 years that you feel would help other owners who are new to the KOA system? Kind of not make those same first-time mistakes, right? Well, my first-time mistakes weren't quite so many because my father-in-law, when he sold, he moved to my town. Okay. And so he mentored me. Right. And lived nearby. I actually lived on the campground for a while. And, so your advice is for everybody to get a father-in-law. <laughs> yes. One, one problem with having a father-in-law that used to own a campground is that whenever somebody needs something, if you didn't have it in the store, he'd take it off your trailer and sell it. <laughs> then you had to go buy a replacement parts for your trailer before you could go anywhere. But because of that, the revisiting of the guests has just grown. If we treat them properly, they will remember and they will come back. Even my work campers, I had three sets of work campers that have stayed, that have worked for me eight or more seasons. If you can get work campers that you trust, get them to come back and they will make owning so much easier because they're the ones that are doing your work. They're the ones that the customers see. Also, they're my sales staff. They're the ones that get people to come back because they treated nice. They told them that there was something you missed this time that you can visit next time you come through. And so I sent my workers to the museum so that they can say what the history is of the area. It's not um, a bad idea. Because I don't have events per se. Mine's more outdoors. Um, they can say, this is the history of here. This is where Jesse James was. This is where this guy's buried. This is where you can hike through the coal camp. And so they Wait, you can You know where really... all the bodies are buried? Is that what you said? I know a couple of them. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But not, talk about that later. Not on there. Yeah. yeah. But the more you know about your area and your campground, the more you can sell the guests on the area, not just what you have. One disadvantage I have is that my customers come in at night and they leave in the morning. I don't get all day to talk to them. And so I've got to sell them on their next visit yep. and to come and give yourself an extra day. And, and then we can show you. If you want to stay a week, I can keep you busy for a week and find stuff for them to do. You don't have anything to do, come and ask me and we'll talk about it right then. What do you want to do? Well, that makes it part of the experience have? though, right? That's what brings people back to you because of your service. We talked a lot about on the show, mm -hmm. experiential hospitality. You know, it's glamping, it's luxury camping, but it's an experience that the customer is craving. And that can be as little as a curated concierge service. Mm -hmm. It can be package deals that you put together. It can mm -hmm. be the luxury cabins, unique tents, the new amazing sites that Toby showed, right? And so it can be so many things. And sometimes it's the other campers. We used to have a four-generation motorcycle family come through. Okay. And they'd come with all their cooking supplies. And they'd shop at the local markets, buy stuff from the local stores, cook everything. They couldn't take anything with us, so they gave it out to the other guests. And the other guests nice. would come and sit there and have fried chicken and fresh corn on the cob and all the beans and, and coleslaw and all the stuff they made from scratch and meet those new people. And then they're gone. They go to the next campground. People will go up and go fishing and get their limit and come back. And they just do that for three or four days. And on the last day, they have a fish fry. And everybody's cooking in a different formula. And you want to come by and try one, then they let you try something. So the more you can get them to interact, the different it is from a hotel. Because no one sits on the porch swing outside their hotel. So camping is and RVing is so much different than any other way out. It's just when we started getting people that wanted work camping to be their career that kind of let me know that people were looking at camping as a legitimate yeah. thing now as opposed to just something you go and someone brings you firewood or something that brings you ice at your site it is so much more because you get to see the you get to talk to the people next to you yep. you get to know what's in the area without having to go and is this place worth coming by again i only had 20 minutes no it's not big difference when the people and the staff can say hi and stay and talk with you yep. or the people next to you are willing to tell you what they did last time they were through. We've had family members that didn't know they were related run into each other at the campground and finish their trip together. That's interesting. Uh, okay. So, and every campground has so many different opportunities from the one next to them. But when I go into business, I've got 
cousins that I can ask questions to. I've got uncles that have been in there forever that I can call and ask questions to. If the, the four people I call here don't have an answer, then they'll get together with another 15 and figure out how to deal with the problem. Yeah. Never alone, unless I want to be. I don't call anybody, I'm fine. I call somebody if, if I need help. Or the, when I call for help on the computer, they are so nice. And I say, I'm sorry about you. Oh, no, you're fine. You're no problem. That's what I'm here for. And it's just a fun conversation just to get an answer to a problem on my computer. It's just a, an incredible family to deal with on the whole whole system. Awesome. Well, thank you, Grant. What else do we got to talk about? How much time do we have? I'm going to cheat and look at my phone here. We've only been here for 28 minutes, guys. We've got to talk about something else. We've been talking about convention and some of the breakout sessions and stuff like that. So we've been through the award winners. I don't know. What most impresses you about maybe where KOA is headed? Like you've got some sneak peeks of these sites and stuff like that. Maybe the direction that they're going to go with Terramore, some of the innovations that they're doing. They sell it. They, they now, is it public? Am I allowed to say that they're going to have shoes? I don't know if that's... Yeah, they're right behind me. Oh, they're right behind me. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was going to get in trouble with somebody. I feel like it was public. But so all kinds of different innovations and branding and things that are going to change in the future. So I guess, is there something that most excites you about where KOA is headed? Because you're going to be here another 20 years, right? Maybe. It's yeah. possible. If, yeah. if I hire the right people, then it's very doable. If you get enough help, any campground can keep going. The more you try to to do on your own the more you try to do by yourself harder it is i was short staffed this year it was me and one other one other guest or one other worker staff, yeah. and so we didn't get to do anything but what was necessary but before that when i have couples working then i, I can't when I have enough staff then i can go and talk to people i can get to see what they need what they want what they're looking forward to and i can make those changes for next year i can make those corrections to beat what the guests are looking for if there's a problem, I won't hear about it unless I talk to them. They'll tell the next campground. They won't tell me. That's true. And yeah. so that kind of makes it hard for me until I go and look at the evaluations and the reviews that we get. Yeah. Something that KOA really helps with is if you're getting into the system or getting out of the system, they will help you on both ends. They'll talk to you and ask, answer questions if you're looking to buy a campground. And then they'll tell you what kind of campgrounds are available and what those things, what kind of a lifestyle that give year round. Is it seasonal and you get to go away for a couple of months? And then if if you're leaving, they'll help you learn how to evaluate your campground and how, how to price it right for the next person to come in. And then they will help try to find the right person for that campground so that it stays in the system. And then they can continue to grow in the direction that's best for that that region and that type of... So that was... A, they've got questions on how to best treat your work campers. Yep. That's a really good one because the look of work campers is changing. It used to be the average guest was... But 74% of the guests guests were 50 and over. Oh, yeah, 45 and older. That was a crazy stat. And now 70, it was 76% were 45 or older 10 years ago. And then in 10 years, now 73% are 45 or younger. Yes. That's so crazy. That is mind-blowing. The guests are changing, and so the work campers are changing. You're going to be find fewer retirees and more people that want to get out of the corporate structure that are still in the working age. And that's one of my campers is a retired letter carrier from Vermont. Another one of my work campers is a, a, a former, is a Marine who's under 30 or under 40. So you can get people on all spectrums if you're willing to take the time to find the right people. We'll take the time to find them and treat them well, right? Make sure they're valued and they have enthusiasm oh, yeah. and that kind of thing, right? And that's how you keep and retain staff, especially when it's really hard to find them. Yes, yeah, so if you treat them like, like staff, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. If, with more of them. If you treat them like, like family, members, family yep. then, then you're going to find someone that this doesn't seem like work to. They'll still be there on time, and sometimes they'll stay late because they want to finish their project, and they forget to put that on their time card. In spite of you, if you work, you get paid. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah, I oh, no, I just problem. wanted to finish it. No. I've had work campers come anyway. in early, yeah. you know, a couple weeks early, and they say, I'm bored. I'm going to go do something. So unless I tell them to stop, they're going to start working, even though they're not being paid. The campground becomes theirs, and they treat it like that. And so it's really, really beneficial to have people that, that love your property. And, and it's just a testament to your leadership. That's all it is. Love your, your family. Okay. Or, or it's good ice cream. It could be the... <laughs> That's it. It's the little things. Nate. Yes. Same question to you. What are you most excited about for the future of KOA? Well, I love the startup mentality as yeah. a recovering technology professional myself yeah, cool. so, do you briefly want to touch on your background no, well, well sure no? so I, I mean just I, briefly I've, I've started a number of tech companies in my yeah. past and i've invested my 
kind of professional career. I've always done real estate in the night as my night job. Always wanted to turn that into my, my day job, which I'm now able to do. That's a very exciting kind of personal shift for me. But looking at that startup mentality, the ability for uh, within that context, one of the things I believe, having done this in the past in a different kind of context, is doing lots of proof of concepts, lots of different trials, fail fast, fail quickly, learn from it, and move on. And so in the first year, we did a solar project in Kansas. We're doing glamping uh, kind of POCs in Sharon, Wyoming, and in Wisconsin Dells. And we're just doing all these little different kinds of you know, experiments to see what moves the needle and what doesn't. And it fits directly in with that kind of vision of startup mentality, growth mindset, those types of things I think are really important. Yeah, it's so critical. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, just, I think your background plays really well with that and going into what you're going to do in the future. And just that ability, like that ability to pivot and change and fail. Like, I love failing because you can't win unless you know how to suck at first, right? You may not learn as much. Yeah. yeah. So, but cool. Thank you. James, same question to you. What most excites you about the future of KOA? You know, I think the thing that excites me the most really is that statistic, which blew my mind, which I think all of us would attest. So we've seen this shift. We've seen, you know, where you don't got to be 65 or older to own an RV. You can be younger and it's okay. And the pandemic just spurred that like crazy and working from home. And so I think that's what excites me the most is, you know, the, the clientele that's coming in is changing yeah. dramatically, right? So which probably hasn't changed in 50 years, least, 60 ever, years, right? Ever, right? Um, it's been kind of under this umbrella and now it's dramatically changing where you've got, you know, 40, 50 year olds, they've got families, they've got kids, and they're not just looking to hang out at their RV or just chill. Like they're looking for stuff to do. They're looking to, hey, what's in your area? What can I do? So from a business perspective, I'm looking at it, you know, how do I make sure that I get that conversation with them that says, hey, let me go show you or tell you about these five things in my area. If I'm going to text that out to them. Am I going to email that out to them? How do I connect with them on a different level that they equate to that's going to engage them? I mean, I think that's what excites me the most, like figuring that out. Plenty of trial and error in that process. I'm sure what's going to work, the verbiage, the, the signage, and how many times do I hit them before they're like, just, I'm never coming back is you marketed the heck out of me which is fine right we're going to learn from that but i think that's what excites me the most is how do we engage those younger groups those families how do we get them to stay a couple extra nights how do we get them you know to make those you know overnight or pass through like hey we're going to catch you on the way back we're going to hit you next year and we're going to stay two or three nights instead and so because they had a great time right and it always is right and it always goes back to that staff right you got that core you got that staff then you can fail all the time, right? Yeah. Because there's always somebody there to pick you up and, you know, all, you know, the KOA family is part of that staff plus what we have in our campgrounds. But I think that's probably what excites me the most is just, it, it really is a new time. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think sure. we've ever been for and, you know, where we're going to go. It's definitely uh, not stagnant. No, so. we're at the beginning, I think, of that new time. It's going to change so rapidly and nobody really knows where it's going to go. But, but I feel like we all know that here and everywhere else in the industry that we've got a lot of and people are going to be there to have our backs, right? Yep. Whether you're absolutely. a KOA or an independent or whatever, but especially if you're a KOA. There's yeah. a lot more yellow shirts. Yes. So, yeah, that support's huge. Yeah. Jeff, same question to you, sir. Well, uh, I'll block your beautiful no, face. Okay. I'm just going to turn well, this way a little bit. Brian, you know, I did start a new career, right? Uh, uh, yes, you yes. did. Yeah. Okay. Go and, ahead. You can talk uh, about it for a minute if you want. Well, it's not so much that. It's just I can tell you, KOA does such a great job of helping their people, I have only one client that is a KOA. Okay. I don't, so that's a, okay, I got you. So, that's kind so of they do a very good job of supporting their campgrounds, their new members, their old members. They give them a lot of information. They give them a lot of time. They work with them. They've always been one of the most innovative companies in the industry. They have always been ahead of the curve or at least have their mind out there looking for new things to adapt into the industry. So generally, most of the KOA parks are leaders, not followers in the industry, and that's why they have a tendency to be more profitable than anybody else in the industry. Um, I don't know, they just, they, they do a great job. Uh, the future, Jeff, we're focused on the future. Okay. They do a great job now. Right. And what we're focusing on the future is they're putting a lot of investment into the tech. We need to upgrade everything and get the technology and keep moving the technology forward. Now, I just think Kara 
as a comment over here. So okay. over here our reservation systems, our operation systems all need to keep growing because I'm sure you like data. I love data. And that's the only way that we can maintain our businesses. Yeah, we need to have that. 71% is online bookings now. Yes. 71%. Yep. And I came, I also had, came from the hotel business too, because I had hotels plus campgrounds. And in the hotel business, we had online reservations quite a few years ago. Then they integrated and were seamless. And it got to the point, at one time I had 12 reservations sitting in one room that could answer or take reservations for all the hotels and the campgrounds. I'm now down to one person that can do that because all the reservations are online. And KOA was pretty much on the cutting edge of that. I think it was uh, today that they said they had introduced that 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I can't. I know it was in there because I wrote it down because I have a yeah because I do have a meeting with Toby and some of the tech guys a little bit later today, and I wanted to bring that up. But it's been I've been in now 15 years in the KOA, so I'm actually a newbie kind of in the KOA. I've been in camping business for about 40. Yeah, it's 50 the highest I think. Yep, but there's reason that I joined the KOA. I learned from other franchises that there's no sense reinventing the wheel. And when I was running campgrounds, I, I was out there on my own. I was the only person that was giving me advice. I was the only person that I could ask for advice. And it's lonely. One of the great things about KOA is I can come to this. You and I, we can all sit in a room and chat and work out problems. It's one of the few industries that we can do that and moving forward we steal ideas from each other you know our future is the path to it is kind of set here because everybody talks about where they want to go and i'll hear a great idea from you know nate or from james or from grant and go that sounds like an awesome idea what about me you want your ideas you left me out man i'm not part of Club. Well, you're not part of the KOA club, but, but you are. You send me information every day via your information, but not good ideas. Uh, <laughs> but we're not wrong. And I want to point out, ask me about KOA twenty groups. You want to touch briefly on what that yeah. is? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So KOA twenty groups idea is that you've got approximately ten campgrounds, and you guys get together. On on it, it's just you know as opposed to a convention it's way more intimate so you'll sit down literally break down you know maybe one meeting will just be all about financials another meeting would be you know just all about you know or something to that effect usually have a guest speaker that sort of thing where i'm a little new to the 20 group we just went to alaska this year and you travel to these campgrounds so it's not like this you know getting your it's getting your hands on it it's feeling it it's getting to you know just inter, interact with their teams and their campground and their customer and just really see how it's going the ideas are huge and it, it's just like it and it's usually i don't know three days approximately three four days twice a year and it, it's like any sort of learning that you're going to retain something from it's super immersive right you immerse yourself in it right you know bevel or you know something like that might work to learn a language but look you, you spend a week in you know spain and your spanish is definitely gonna be better than a week on Babel. Well, you remind me because i was supposed to Learn German before I leave in two weeks for Germany. And <laughs> yeah, two only, weeks. I haven't opened Babel in two months, but I subscribed to it. Yeah. They got my money. <laughs> so. But I mean, and it's not bad, right? You can learn a lot, right? You can go on the internet, you can YouTube, and you can, you know, do all of these things. But that immersion is going to just gain those insights. And to your point, you're not alone, right? You got confidence, right? You've got somebody standing next to you going, hey, I, I don't know. We're both going to jump off this bridge together. And, you know, if one of us swims, we win. And that's okay. I used to be part of a 20 group. I used to be part of one of the first 20 groups. Okay. And we had to leave because of family medical issues. The, the timing was wrong for the meetings. Yep. But you go to the campgrounds and you don't steal ideas. They're thrown at you. And we'd go to the campground and, and the camp owner would say, hey, can you please go around the campground and tell me what stuff stands out to you and what, what recommendations would you have? And so one of the things things was they were they're, they're in the forest and 
people were missing the sights after dark because of how everything, the road was curved and went around trees and stuff like that. Yep. And everybody's saying, put the different signs or take these trees out and change the road. And I said, what if you just use a different color gravel? So you're brainstorming to help someone else. Yeah. And then they get to decide which direction to go from there if they do anything at all. So with if you go and there's five other campgrounds, six other campgrounds, and you're throwing out ideas, it's a fresh set of eyes. And, and when you go into the large group sessions here, you hear stuff from all over the country. But when you go there, you hear people that you're not afraid to ask a question to because there's there are people that you know. Right. They're friends. They know you. They're your park, park they, your situation. They know you. They yeah. know your, your area. They know they've been to your campground probably. And then they can make recommendations or just sit there and let you cry on their shoulder. That's what's needed for that particular yeah. time. It's awesome. All right. What else are we going to talk about? What time is it? I don't even know. 2.45. We've killed 16 more minutes. Do we have anything else we want to cover? Because, like, there's tons of people standing here. We're ready to go into a KOA ID exchange, right? Now, have you guys ever, have you, first camp convention, have you guys, have they ever had this before? I feel like, uh, I think it used to be termed like a cracker barrel. Okay. Uh, yeah. Where they throw out ideas. But I love the, the name change because it gives you an idea of what it actually is. It's an idea exchange. Change and it goes back to what he was talking about. I think it's a 20 group in that people will throw out an issue that they're having, and you'll have a whole group trying to answer, answer that question. question. What what other industry have you been in that does that? I mean, none, but I've been in probably only three industries. So <laughs> I've like, I believe in. you, Jeff. Yeah. Most of the ones I've been in. Yeah are very secretive about what they think is their secret sauce that makes them... Okay, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What other industry has as much collaboration? And I think you're right. I can't think of one. No, that's... I had my choice of where to come back in once, once I retired. I had my choice of what industry to come back into. And I came back into this one because the people that, whether it's KOA or just campgrounders in general, are the best people ever they're so friendly and open uh, it's a great industry to be in i that's why i'm still here i love it you tired you see you retired i came back to camping and then you started a consulting company yes because you were bored yes why did you retire in the first place because you're supposed to oh, okay. and i found out it's it, it retirement is actually horrible yeah that's not for me i worked on 96 yep yeah that's a good point yeah yeah. Yeah. He said, I don't know if you heard him, but he said, uh, that's why you get work campers. So they have something to do, which is, yeah, it's awesome. So, all right. I don't know. What else is going on here? We get the expo. Let's talk about the expo real quick. We'll fill up uh, the last few minutes here and we'll break early if we need to. So the expo preview is going to open tonight. There are about three hours. We're going to get in here right after the show. I think we take our big yellow shirt folder, right? Well, you guys will. I don't. Anyway. I can only one. Yeah. But one of my, I think my, in the Slack channel, the team was commenting uh, to today with all the yellow shirts. And they said I look like grouped in the minions because I have a mis yeah, mismatch. So, but what most excites you about the expo? Is there anything specific you're looking forward to? Any companies you want to check out? Anything you want? You know for sure you need to buy. Actually, what we're doing, we're we're uh, pretty well planned for 23 on what we're doing. We're looking at 24, trying to find vendors for water parks. Okay. And we did EV already in our park. Uh, we did it last year. The problem was we can't get electric. Uh, we're waiting for the boxes, so I can't okay. speak as that to how yeah. EV is really going to work because nobody got to plug into them. So we're trying to be ahead of that. But water park is one thing. And then we're looking for unique structures to put onto our campsites to go along with the campground of the future, trying to give them the total experience, like, like uh, maybe a, a campground site with almost a, not a tiny house, but a nice little settee that has a fireplace in it okay. where they can you know sit uh and have a good time but they're not in their mo their motorhome or their camper so they have a nice weather enclosed place that they can uh, eat dinner and they're still outside so i'm kind of looking for something unique i don't want to put any pressure on you but i think you should be the first guy to build a beautiful site that toby was talking about i think that's I, you man i may already have some of those oh <laughs> really all right you gotta camp with you james yeah, I'm gonna have to go check that out. I don't know. Those deluxe sites are crazy. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I guess, I think it's just uh, one, just seeing what's out there, where where the market's going, what are the vendors, right? I mean, 
Kaylee's coming out with a shoe line, right? Like, I mean, do you think we can steal one of these? Yeah. They let us steal one? Okay. A shoe for a second. Um, on camera. But I think for me, the I think the biggest thing I'm looking for at Expo is uh, just getting the more of the relationships. Um, yeah. Like, what are they, like, foam? Here's the, here's the KOA shoe. It's going to be, you said it's going to be yellow? But they, they picked yeah, it in be... red, so anyway. So here's the cool little KOA shoe. They're going to have these. I'm sorry, I didn't even interrupt you. No, I, wanna, just, I didn't even. So it's REI right. and a bunch of, like, I don't know exactly the retail. But they're going to sell these things pretty widely, so. Oh, there's another version here. She's got another version out. Okay, so there's that one. And then we got this little guy right here. Pretty cool little shoe. Yes. So, <laughs> again, that, that should be pretty cool. That should definitely further the brand a little bit. And it's a really interesting kind of idea. But go ahead. Sorry, Expo. Yes. So, shoes? what's that? Did you shoes? I'm probably not going to be carrying. That is not uh, in my store plans. But, you know, just seeing what's out there, I think one thing that we always look at closely is kids' stuff. The toy, it's just yeah. always it's always evolving, always changing, right? I mean, it's, you know, fidget spinners one week, and then and it's popsicles the next week, and it's just staying up on that stuff, right? There's stuff that's always consistent. We, you know, plush animals, but in some years, you know, it's the output that's great, some years it's the that does great. So, um, kind of seeing where that's going, the toys kind of the trends are. And then also, you know, the clothing, the t-shirts, right? What are the trends? I think in the last 24 months, we're really seeing the trend back to what I refer to as that, the 70s, kind of some faded out looking that's got multi color a little bit brighter so just kind of seeing where those trends are going trying to you know, make sure that we're anticipating those we get the right merchandise in our stores um for those type of things cool so, nate you've got six gateway properties are they stocking different things or all the same things in your store or? okay so 80 percent very consistent 20 percent more here in the location of each store okay uh, as far as expo goes it's pretty similar to see what the cross section is different vendors and products kind of what yeah. Awesome. Grant? Did you do that because the Rising Star Award, like his wife made him, remember? It's not because of your wife and she needed more shelf space? Okay. All right. Oh, all right. Okay. But I'm going to need to bring a whole bunch of stuff that I have to do. It's a lot of stuff. It's a time as opposed to show where I got 200 books to go into that are not necessarily related to the industry. I go and have some stuff that are related to the industry. Okay. Did you, did you see the kind of still got the clamping show had a uh, bar wagon? Yeah. yeah. Sold pretty quick, but I want one of those in my backyard. So, yeah. I think they will too, yeah. Cameras, sorry. It's okay.
That's true. That's a good point. Okay, last question, then we're going to go. What are you looking forward to from Raton KOA journey, Raton KOA journey in 2023? Awesome. Nate? Awesome. And Jeff, close us up. Um, I'm excited to hopefully have a electric. I put in 39 brand new deluxe sites that were supposed to be open July 1st of 2022. They're still not open. And uh, so our. I know whole parks you couldn't open because they didn't get better. Yep. Our May 1st opening should be great because we've had these uh, sites promised now for. About six months. So we're already booked for May. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate you joining us. Jeff, James, Nate, Grant, amazing last minute guest, Grant. You're going to have to be on the show more. Like you. I'm in Canada. He does come visit. All right. All right. You come visit me in Canada too. We'll go hike. All right. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you watching another episode of MC Fireside Chats. Again, my name is Brian Searle. Uh, thankful for Kara who hung out in the back end through all this. Hopefully, she got some good insights that she can take uh, and i'm sure we're going to talk about in future so so we're going to go back to this convention they're going to share some ideas we're going to check out expo we're going to have a good time but thank you guys for joining us i really appreciate it take care we'll see you next week i'm going to go this way it's going to look weird i'm going to stop the video thanks for watching this episode of mc fireside chats hosted by brian searle and kara sismadia have a suggestion for a future show or want to see your campground or company as part of an episode email us at hello at moderncampground.com join us next week for another episode and don't miss the latest outdoor hospitality news and commentary from around the world at moderncampground.com.